I'm Carly Zakin. I'm Danielle Weisberg. Welcome to Skim from the Couch. This podcast is where we go deep on career advice from women who have lived it, from the good stuff like hiring and growing a team to the rough stuff like negotiating your salary and giving or getting hard feedback. We started the Skim from a Couch, so what better place to talk it all out than where it began on a couch? Hey everyone, this show might sound a bit different today because we're skimming from three different couches. The skim is working from home for the time being because of COVID-19. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Skimmed from the Couch. We have a small business founder with us, Kaylin Markout, who is the founder and CEO of Jiggy Puzzles, but she was also our first employee here at the skim. So we are so, so excited for this very special episode today. Kaylin, it is great to talk to you about everything, including Jiggy. We are so proud of you. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy to be here. It is certainly surreal, but very excited to be talking. Just to kind of level set before we jump in. So we started the scam in 2012. We took in our first round of funding in the end of 2013. So employees started January of 2014. And in like November, Kaylin emailed us, cold emailed, said she was a consultant and we'll let her talk through her background, but she loved the skim and wanted to join us and didn't know what that would look like. And so we met her for coffee at our, our favorite cafe and we hired her before we had an office, before we had a team <laughs> and had no idea what her role would like really be or what it would become, but she was employee number one. So this is a very, very full circle moment for us. So Kaylin, we're going to start our interview the way we do all of them, which is yeah. scam your resume for us. I moved to New York from California, where I'm from, to go to Barnard College. I studied political science, and then my first job was management consulting. I was hired into one of these two-year rotational kind of entry-level programs. About a year and a half into that, I sent a cold email to my favorite newsletter and, you know, wasn't quite sure where it would go, but wanted to shoot my shot. And a week later, we sat down at Cafe Clooney and I walked away from that and was like, there is no world in which I'm not a part of this and hopped on board, joined you guys as your first employee. Next three and a half years, crazy, amazing, wild ride, running skin ambassadors and social, amazing experience. I then left and spent some time abroad, moved to London, um, started consulting on my own. So took on freelance projects, working with startups and some media companies. My sister and I started an organization around single-use plastic consumption. So it's called Project Plastic, I-C-K. And it was essentially like Whole30 for plastic use. So a 30-day curriculum to go plastic free. And then I started working on Jiggy at the same time and launched last year, November, 2019. We love Jiggy and we are so proud of you you as you talk through this. Skim what Jiggy is. Yeah. So Jiggy, we say we make puzzles worth framing. The idea for it started in my skim days. It was just also around the same time that like Headspace came out. There was like starting to be a conversation around, you know, mindfulness and meditation. And I was looking for what that meant to me and kind of just a way to unwind at at the end of the workday. And I started doing jigsaw puzzles and found them relaxing and stress relieving. They got me away from my phone and computer. So 
I fell in love with puzzles like 2015, but the ones out there were just like Thomas Kincaid or puppies in a basket and cottage scenes and just really uninspiring art choices. So the idea kind of planted then of elevating and reinventing the puzzle. And then once I started really working on it, I wanted to feature the work of emerging female artists and help support their work. So started curating and licensing art from emerging female artists around the world. They get a percentage of every sale, wanted to reinvent the packaging and presentation and also solve for, you know, what do you do with the puzzle once you're done with it? So each jiggy comes with puzzle glue and an applicator. So when you're done, if you want to keep it and turn it into real, real art. So Kaylin, I want you to kind of talk about what the aha moment for you was where you decided to say, you know what? Yes, this is a hobby. Yes, I see the opportunity, but this is also a business. The idea planted when I was doing puzzles about five years ago and we just launched last year. So, you know, there were a good kind of three years in there where wheels were turning and it was in the back of my mind. But I think in that time, I also saw the adult coloring book craze and these kind of wine and paint nights. And it felt like there were examples of this appetite being shown for kind of analog creative activity that just took people kind of back to the basics and doing something with their hands. And so started thinking, you know, not only do I still want this product to exist myself, but is there actually a business to be had here? And when you think about setting it up as a business and taking that leap, I think a lot of people listening have ideas and they have the aha moment and then they don't know what to do. What was the first step in realizing this opportunity, seeing it, and then going from, I feel so strongly about this. I think there's a real business here and this is what I did. So the first thing I did was just start telling people. I think there's kind of this advice out there of, you know, keep something close to your chest or really kind of launch quickly. I think with a physical product, you really want to get it right the first time. A physical product you're trying to build a brand around, I think the first drop has to be good. And so I kind of took my time and actually designing it, creating it and going into production. But what I did start doing immediately was talking to people about it and sharing the idea and getting feedback. And it led to a million introductions, especially in the manufacturing world, which I had no background in. And, you know, then of course the, the kind of just getting the business set up and taking care of brainstorming the name. So those were kind of the first, first steps. So you sent me a text recently saying that now that you are the boss, you're seeing things through a totally different light. And I want to talk about the transition. You know, it's one thing, as we all know, to have an idea, but then to also turn that into execution and then become the boss. You learn how to communicate differently and you learn how to work with others differently. And I'm curious what this transition has been like for you. Also, Kaylin, that was like the text we've been waiting for for eight years from any one of our employees. Thank you. It was like therapy for us. We're like, finally, someone gets it. Yeah, you know, I, I do think of you guys often. And I was, I was thinking of a piece of advice that you got that you passed along the other day of basically your job as a CEO is to like continually fire yourself. And that's been, I think, one of the biggest learning curves. I'm so glad that with the first run for launch, I did literally everything. Every 
piece of it I have done, know how it works. But now I think the task at hand is really to figure out what I should continue doing and what I should hire out for and delegate and and how to do that gracefully. Even being the first employee, it is so different when it is yours and the level of care and investment and preciousness. Yeah, I think the biggest thing so far has been figuring out what I can hand off and how to do so and how to empower people to to help me. What has been the hardest thing that you've had to learn how to do in setting up your own business, whether managing, whether setting it up literally? Yeah. The managing is just beginning, but I can tell that it will be. I think especially with a physical product where manufacturing, logistics, fulfillment, supply chain, all of that is so important, but also like it's so easy to get sucked into the weeds. Protecting my time to get out of that reactionary day-to-day and actually, you know, think strategically and determine things that will ultimately push the business forward instead of just being in the weeds, especially with we're going back into production now on the next collection. So definitely protecting that time. And on the manufacturing side, I mean, this is my first product. So million learnings there of getting something made. You know, I kind of naively just thought there are these factories out there. They make things. You want to make something, you pay them, they make it like that's it. And, you know, really learning about how they operate and minimum order quantities. And if you're a small business, you might not meet those. And, you know, how do you convince them to take you on and really the whole manufacturing as a partnership and finding the right partners there has definitely been a challenge. How are you funding this? Self-funding. So I am bootstrapping still. We're about six months in. Luckily, I was able to get basically credit terms with the manufacturer. So I was able to start selling before I needed to pay them back. So just creative with cash flow. But yeah, self-funding. For those that are listening and are thinking, okay, especially in the time of a global pandemic, now is the time to think creatively as possible about ways to bring in income. What is one thing that you made a mistake on early on that you would say, don't do this, like learn from my mistake? I think one thing I would do again, I think it's, it's double-edged as I kind of alluded to, I definitely took my time with it, you know, a product, especially if you're positioning it as kind of aspirational or, you know, a premium product. I think, again, it really has to be good out of the gate, but I do think there are ways to start building traction before you launch. If that is the case, I had set up a an Instagram, but I wasn't really collecting emails in an intentional way. And, you know, I think especially looking at some of the, you know, biggest D to C brands right now, a lot of them, I think came with community out of the gate and started building an audience and then bringing product. So I think even if you're kind of product first, certainly while manufacturing is happening and you can just start laying the groundwork to be building your list, building your social and kind of come out with that in the meantime. So I would definitely start earlier, I think on the audience building side of things. What's coming up next for you and for Jiggy? Yeah. So we're going back into production right now on our next collection with new, amazing female artists. We also are working on an exciting campaign that 
will be launched by the time this airs. So I want to share it here. We are partnering with our community of artists to do super limited edition, one-of-a-kind puzzles. Essentially, we are sending them blank white puzzles, still completed and flat and, and the pieces oh, together. Awesome. And they are hand, hand painting and drawing directly onto these puzzles that we are going to auction off together. And, you know, we're in tough times. Artists, a lot of their exhibits and gallery work has been canceled. So helping to support them, they get their half of the proceeds. And then we're donating our half to New York COVID relief fund. That is a great idea. Thanks. I'm excited about it. All right. Should we move into our, our favorite segments? Kaylin, Let's are you ready it. for the lightning round? Ooh, okay. All right. Kaylin, are you a morning person or night owl? Total night owl. And now with working from home, I've just fully embraced and leaned into it. Kaylin, what is the best advice you've ever received? No pressure whatsoever. That is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think of you often and I think the fire yourself. I think of now building an audience, be transparent and authentic and, you know, know how to talk to your people. What's the last show you've binge watch? Oh man, I am rotating right now between The Office, 30 Rock and Outlander. Oh, Outlander. I yeah. haven't tried that. <laughs> Is it good? It's, it's fun. It's a good like background show. Is there any ritual or experience from the skin that you have put into Jiggy? I think a lot about what you guys talked about, like habits and routines and where do you fit into those with people and how can you create those? I think, you know, the kind of founding story and truly how I fell in love with puzzles of my kind of nightly routine of unwind and, and stress relief. I'm thinking a lot about that now as we look to content and more product of how to create routines and fit into them with your customers. What's your shameless plug? Follow Jiggy at Jiggy Puzzles and check us out, jiggypuzzles.com. And our new hand-painted collaborations with artists, they'll be dropping on a rolling basis. So keep an eye out for those. Kaylin, we are so proud of you and so excited to get Jiggy with it. Can I say that? Everyone go (laughs) check out Jiggy. We are so excited for this. Everyone go check out Jiggy. Go do it now. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim from the Couch. And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start your day. Sign up at theskim.com. That's the S-K-I-M-M dot com. Two M's for a little something extra. 